Welcome to Read By, where today's finest authors read what matters to them, from their homes to yours. In this episode, we'll hear this year's Discovery Poetry Contest winners, Asa Drake, Luther Hughes, Anna Portnoy Brimmer, and Daniela Tusi Watson, reading a few of their favorite poems. The Discovery Contest has brought emerging poets to the 92nd Street Y for over 60 years, and our 2020 winners reading will take place sometime, somehow, in the coming year. In the meantime, please enjoy this collection of poetry, including work by I, Nicole Cecilia Delgado, Ilya Kaminsky, Carl Phillips, and more. To learn more about their choices, check out the episode description. And now, read by the 2020 Discovery Poetry Contest winners, Asa Drake, Luther Hughes, Anna Portnoy Brimmer, and Daniela Tusi Watson. Hi, this is Asa Drake, and I'm sharing two poems by I. I found her book Vice when I started working for the public library, and her poems made me feel at home again in the South where everything outside of me can feel beautiful and violent and somehow demand work. Hers are poems that admit we suffer, but surely that isn't the only thing we do. This is Cuba, 1962. When the rooster jumps up on the windowsill and spreads his red-gold wings, I wake, thinking it is the sun and call Juanita, hearing her answer but only in my mind. I know she is already outside, breaking the cane off at ground level, using only her big hands. I get the machete and walk among the cane until I see her, lying face down in the dirt, Juanita dead in the morning like this. I raise the machete. What I take from the earth I give back, and cut off her feet. I lift the body and carry it to the wagon where I load the cane to sell in the village. Whoever tastes my woman in his candy, his cake, tastes something sweeter than this sugar cane. It is grief. If you eat too much of it, you want more. You can never get enough. And this is Guadalajara Cemetery. You sort the ten paintings and lay your favorite in my lap. Then you stroke my bare feet as I lean against the tombstone. It's time to cross the border. And you cut your throat with two knives. Your wife, your son, I won't stop you. A cow with a mouth at both ends chews hell going and coming. I never asked less. You, me, these withered flowers. So many hearts tied in a knot, given and taken away. Hey, hey, um, I am Luther Hughes, and I'll be reading a few poems, the first of which I'm reading is Won't You Celebrate With Me by Lucille Clifton. Won't you celebrate with me what I have shaped into a kind of life? I had no model. Born in Babylon, both non-white and woman, what did I see to be except myself? I made it up here on this bridge between starshine and clay, my one hand holding tight, my other hand. Come celebrate with me that every day something has tried to kill me and has failed. Instructions on not giving up by Ada Lamone. 
more than the fuchsia funnels breaking out of the crab apple tree, more than the neighbor's almost obscene display of cherry limbs shoving their cotton candy colored blossoms to the slate sky of spring rains. It's the greening of the trees that really gets to me. When all the shock of white and taffy, the world's baubles and trinkets, leave the pavement strewn with the confetti of aftermath, the leaves come, patient, plodding, a green skin growing over whatever winter did to us, a return to the strange idea of continuous living despite the mess of us, the hurt, the empty. Fine, then. I'll take it, the tree seems to say, a new slick leaf unfurling like a fist to an open palm. I'll take it all. Ice Storm by Robert Hayden. Unable to sleep or pray, I stand by the window looking out at moonstruck trees. A December storm has bowed with ice. Maple and mountain ash bend under its glassy weight, their cracked branches falling upon the frozen snow. The trees themselves, as in winters past, will survive their burdening, broken thrive. And am I less to you, my God, than they? This will be my last poem. The Worst Thing by Sharon Olds. One side of the highway, the waterless hills. The other, in the distance, the tidal wastes, ossuaries, bay, throat of the ocean. I had not put it into words yet, the worst thing, but I thought that I could say it if I said it word by word. My friend was driving, sea level, coastal hills, valley, foothills, mountains, the slope for both of our earliest years. I had been saying that it hardly mattered to me now, the pain, what I minded was, say there was a God of love, and I'd given, I had meant to give my life to it, and I had failed, well, I could just suffer for that, but what if I had harmed love? I howled this out. And on my glasses, the salt water pooled almost sweet to me then because it was named the worst thing. And once it was named, I knew there was no God. There were only people. And my friend reached over to where my fists clutched each other and the back of his hand rubbed them a second with clumsiness, with the courtesy of no arrows, the homemade kindness. The first poem I'll be reading is entitled In Exodus, I Love You More by Mahmoud Darwish, translated by Fadi Judah from the collection If I Were Another. And the poem is part of the sequence 11 Planets at the End of the Andalusian Scene. In Exodus, I Love You More. In Exodus, I Love You More. Soon you will lock up the city. I have no heart in your hands. No road carries me. And in exodus, I love you more. 
There's no milk for our balconies, pomegranates after your breasts. The palm trees are lighter. The weight of the hills is lighter, and the streets are lighter at dusk. And the earth is lighter as it bids its earth farewell. And the words are lighter, the stories lighter on the staircase of the night. But my heart is heavy. Leave it here around your house, howling and lamenting the beautiful time. My heart is my only country, and in Exodus, I love you more. I empty the soul of the last words. I love you more. In departure, the butterflies lead our souls. In departure, we recall the shirt button we lost and forget the crown of our days. Recall the fermented apricot scent and forget the horse dance in our wedding nights. In departure, we are the equals of birds. We pity our days and the little that is enough for us. Your golden dagger making my murdered heart dance is enough for me. So kill me, slowly, that I may say, I love you more than what I said before this exodus. I love you. Nothing hurts me, not the air and not the water. There is no basil in your morning, no iris in your evening that hurts me after this departure. The second poem I'll be reading is entitled Lamento Borincano by Nicole Cecilia Delgado from her book Periodo Especial. Lamento Borincano Es verdad que no sé nada de la isla después de Navidades. ¿Y qué? Es verdad que compré más, mucho más de lo que necesitaba. Recibo de una profecía que nos parte en dos, en mil, la crisma, la madre, la esperanza. Pequeña niña exiliada, migrante desorbitado, perdí los ojos en el último aeropuerto. Se los di a los guardias de seguridad. Mis zapatos, al ser examinados, cambiaron de color, cambiaron de rumbo. Qué inevitable fue que todos nos marcháramos. Hacer lejos una casa con las ventanas de sus cuatro lados, todas mirando al sur, por convicción, por principios, por respeto, por coincidencia, por necesidad, porque era inevitable que siempre viésemos al sur, esperando la alineación planetaria, la inversión de los polos, el fin del reino de los narcos, la oxidación definitiva de las armas de fuego, que sostenían alegremente los niños y niñas del país, por protección, por miedo, por si acaso, porque sí, porque era inevitable que tuviéramos pistolas automáticas, engolosinándonos la lengua, endulzándonos el tacto, afinando la puntería de nuestras libertades. Y fui dueña y señora de la marca del champú y del color de mis cereales favoritos, y fuimos dueños y señoras de la hora a la que llegábamos al cine, justo a tiempo. Pedimos a Dios que hubiera la camisa en nuestros seis, que no nos asaltaran en el parking, que tuviera mano santa la beautician. Esa palabra también cayó en desuso y nunca supe por qué. 
el holograma de nuestro pensamiento revolucionario se volvió luz de neón, beso de pixel. Como la isla, caímos todos en desuso, mirando desde la ventanita del avión, el sueño del retorno haciéndose pequeño, apenas una hormiga en la mirada, alzando vuelo sin saber a dónde. While the child sleeps, Sonia undresses, Ilya Kaminsky. She scrubs me until I spit, soapy water. Pig, she smiles. A man should smell better than his country. Such is the silence of a woman who speaks against silence, knowing silence moves us to speak. She throws my shoes and glasses in the air. I am of deaf people. And I have no country but a bathtub and an infant and a marriage bed. Soaping together is sacred to us. Washing each other's shoulders. You can fuck anyone, but with whom can you sit in water? Gold Leaf, Carl Phillips. To lift without ever asking what animal exactly it once belonged to. The socketed helmet that what's left of the skull equals up to your face. To hold it there, mask-like, to look through it until looking through means looking back, back through the skull, into the self that is partly the animal you've always wanted to be, that, depending, fear has prevented or rescued you from becoming, to know utterly what you'll never be, to understand in doing so what you are, and say no to it, not to who you are, to say no to despair. Nine Two Y's Red Vi is produced and commissioned by New York's Nine Two Y Unterberg Poetry Center, a home for live readings and literature for over 80 years. To invite more authors into your home, subscribe to Nine Two Y's Red Vi wherever you download podcasts. If you're able, please visit 92y.org/helpnow to donate to support Nine Two Y and our new digital programming. Thank you, and thank you for listening. Find more great recordings at 92y.org/redby. <laughs>